Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. We are a sex and dating advice show where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Hell yeah. Simply put, we are a sex and dating advice podcast that finds questions either online, roaming through the wilds of the internet, or from our wonderful listeners. And we answer them right here, right now, for you, with you, to you. We would just like to say, if you came out to our live show last week, thank you. We haven't done it yet, so... Hasn't happened yet, so I'm not going to say, like, oh, it was a lot of fun, because maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we, we fucking goofed it. Yeah, if something absolutely horrendous happened, like us just, I don't know, doing a three-minute-long fart on stage, sorry. Or if we just kind of, like, really got so nervous that we started taking our clothes off and being like, is this it? Is this, <laughs> is this, is this a live this, show? Is this what we do? <laughs> is this how it works? Yeah, um, that too. So... Again, I don't want to. I don't want to say like, "Oh, it was great. Thank you." So I, we appreciate you coming out, and either you're welcome for an excellent show, or sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it should be fine. It'll be great. Hey, it should working. be. You good? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm actually doing some live show prep, kind of. Oh, good. I'm glad you waited until. No, it was one of the questions that I found um, that I was going to pull for the episode, but then I was like, no, this is too spicy. So now I'm pulling in the live show, but it won't it won't paste into my document. Ready? Ready for a question? Mm-hmm. I am ready this for is, a question. This is by Stepping Ston. My 25-year-old male girlfriend, 25-year-old female of five years, is almost always mad slash irritated slash angry at me during her period, and we almost always fight, although I try to avoid it. Any advice on how I should help her calm down because I can't live like this every month? As the title says, I've been living with my girlfriend for five years for one year now. She's my first girlfriend. Normally, she's so nice and sweet, also my best friend and soulmate. And I really love her, but we have a problem. Her behavior during her period. We almost always fight about small things that are not important. She always says I should calm her down and be there for her, which I gladly do. We still end up in a fight over stupid things that never should cause a fight. Sometimes, not always, she even calls me names while in a fight. Stupid, a fool, etc. Don't know if this is normal or not. I talked to her about this. She says most of the time it's my fault for triggering her with something. But the thing is, a week ago we had another fight. I told her earlier she should tell me when she's going to have a period so I can prepare and be extra careful, which I did. I was gentle and tried to have fun and all, and everything was good until just before bedtime she remembered something I said a few days ago that was bad slash negative in her own words, and she started talking about that. She got mad slash irritated, and we ended in another fight. I really tried to make it easy for her, but nothing works in the end. Now I'm so disappointed because I realized all those times she felt bad, irritated, angry all these years, there's nothing I could do to prevent it, no matter how much I tried. I feel like a punching bag sometimes. Afraid this could could have something with something psychic. If you know any kind of mental disorder that could cause something like this, please help me. I want to make sure I help her. I need advice on this. I don't want to give up on her, but I can't stand it anymore. Thanks. It's so easy. You just look at her and you say, hey, calm down. You're it acting works. crazy right now. It works every time. It's easy. If women need to be calmed down, you just look them in the eye and you say, hey, relax. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. No, relax is, is pretty good, but calm down's the best one. Calm down, yes. And also make sure that you do note you're acting crazy. Yeah. That is also crazy works too, you know. Yeah. Because like it's it's one thing to say, hey, calm down. But if you don't tell them why they need to calm down, they get confused. 
Yeah. Now, the good thing is this will probably actually fix it because you won't survive till the next month. Yeah, she will literally just grab two sides of your rib cage, barrel her hands in and just tear you apart like a fucking wishbone. Okay. in reality, in the reels, in the reels times, the real reels, in the real reels, you don't deserve this. I understand that hormones are heightened. Emotions are heightened during a period for sure. If someone can't contain themselves and not call you horrible names and verbally assault you and abuse you and and flip out, Mm -hmm. that's their problem. Yeah. Right. Like, unfortunately, like I know many women who are 100% perfectly capable of not being absolute monsters while they're on their period. It's possible. That's not to say that there aren't other aggravating uh, birth control is a huge aggravator of hormones during menstruation. I know people that I've had partners who have gone off birth control specifically because of how intense like emotional swings and things were Mm -hmm. during their period. And they were like, hey, this fucking sucks and I hate it and have had to go off birth control or change their birth control because Mm -hmm. of the way it's, it's made them feel. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, as Dane says, it's not on you necessarily. This isn't a thing they just can't control. It's like, you're an adult. You should be able to feel what you're feeling, put it in context, and like get over it. It's not just a carte blanche to make your partner a a punching bag. So it's like, if you both know this is an issue, you're trying to do your best, but it's like, even if you're doing your best, they'll bring up something from a week or two ago and blow up about that. It's like, there's not much you can do. Have you ever heard of PMDD, Dane? No. So it is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is apparently a thing that like causes extreme mood shifts around periods that can actually be like a condition. I will say it has been brought up in the comments and a lot of people are saying that they suffered from it and were kind of like literally crazy when they were or like, you know, they felt crazy when it was happening because it was like very uncontrollable and there are various things you can do to treat this, such as like vitamin supplements and anti-inflammatories and selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, etc. But the original poster said, I discussed this with her and she denied it and said I should be less negative and just be more gentle and it'll fix things. So, okay. Yeah, I think you have done your due diligence of being like, hi, I've brought my concerns to you and you've asked me to be more nurturing and more relaxing and like you know, comforting during these times, I've attempted to do that and then got bombarded with, well, now you, now I'm going to punish you for something you did a week ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like, uh, unfortunately, incredibly unfair. And as two people who don't have periods, I don't want to say like, I don't want to speak on the experience of having a period, but Mm -hmm. I can speak on the experience of being a human being and not like, it doesn't really matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter whether you're hormonal, it doesn't matter whether you're pregnant, it doesn't matter any of these things. Hmm. If you're being a shitty anxiety or depression or whatever, like we've talked about this issue before. It's like you can have X, Y, and Z, but it doesn't, again, give you just a free pass to be shit to people. You know, it doesn't mean you absolve yourself of responsibility. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like she's taking any responsibility or any steps to help mitigate it either. You Mm -hmm. know, like if you guys, if she was like, I'm really sorry, I I don't know why this happens. I do like everything. I I try so hard not to, but I just like lose control. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go talk to a therapist about it. I'm going to talk to a doctor about it. I'm going to do this. But you've brought it up. And the answer has been, no, it's your fault. Yeah. Which is incre- like, it just seems like even when she's not on her period, she's using you as a punching bag of being like, I'm acting 
uh, you know, aggressive or unfair, and that's your fault. Exactly. And the fact that you want me to now uh, try to change that is also your fault. So yeah. you have to eventually come to a point in your relationship where you say, hey, this is taking too much of a toll on me. And as much as I adore you and love you, I also have to take care of myself. Yeah. No partner is worth being a punching bag a quarter of your life. It's just like straight up. And the thing is, I think it's very important that you say it's your first girlfriend because that's probably the only reason you are putting up with this shit. Yeah, it's yes. I like to always think and the way I frame like put it in my frame is would I accept this behavior from a coworker or a friend or a stranger? Because if I wouldn't, then there's no reason why I should tolerate it from someone who is supposed to be like at the top of my list. You know, so it's it's one of those things where if you feel like this is something that you wouldn't tolerate from someone else, you definitely shouldn't tolerate it from your partner. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have that backwards. I think a lot of people give the people that they love a longer leash to hurt them Mm -hmm. when it should definitely be the other way around. Yeah, because you should be being treated incredibly by your partner, not even normally, you know, let alone worse than normal. Yeah. Yeah. So look. If you've done all you can do, you need to leave your own sanity and safety. If someone's not willing to get help or try to fix a problem and is just going to like turn it around and blame you, then they're not a good partner. Yep. Plain and simple. This is from I've done my best. Do girls get frustrated when a guy can't thrust consistently? So I, a 24-year-old male, have been dating this girl, 27-year-old, for about two months now, and I've been having problems being able to last. During sex, she was big on doggy or prone and it's one to throw it back the problem is i find myself pulling out or pushing her away so i don't come right when i'm doing good she moans or says something and the sensation gets to me and i quit the other night she was riding me and i asked her to hold on and she yells just fuck me she's even playfully mentioned how her ex was relentless and dude was like a rabbit i'm guessing girls don't like stop and go any advice i wish we had more context because i want to know is he still making her come Right. Because like one of my pieces of advice, which we've talked about before, is like if she's coming, she's going to be far happier than if you're like, oh, man, I couldn't last. Well, that's me. And that could be the real problem here, where like if you aren't satisfying her in other ways and you think this is the be all and end all and can't deliver, then, yeah, she's probably going to be dissatisfied and unhappy. I will say that I, I agree with you. But I would say I don't think that's the issue here. It seems like she's looking for a very specific kind of fucking. Yeah, but also, like, if that's what usually gets her off and he hasn't gotten her off another. Either way, it's a possibility is all I'm saying. And we have talked about before. As for this, it's like hard to know how you are with your dick and how your dick functions. Uh, for me, if I ever have an issue like this, I will usually just go again. And the second time I go, I will last longer. And I usually don't have to wait too long for that to happen. So. That's, I know not everybody's the bag, but like, if you know that if you like have a wank before you meet up with her that night, you'll last a little bit longer that later on in the night, that could be something to do. I know there are creams that like, or not creams, like lube that like desensitizes you, which seems scary to me. And I don't know how well they don't work. Ever and I worry them. they might they're, work they are, too well. Yeah. No. Okay. They're, I've never they're used the worst. Just, the thing is, is it's a numbing agent that you use, mm-hmm. but hey, guess what? It's also being used on her as well. So all that ends up happening is... Well, wouldn't it be in the condom? It doesn't matter. It, I've Any time I've ever used those um, out of, mm-hmm. like, that's just what they've had before I realized I had a latex allergy. Um, there have mm-hmm. been times where, like, I've used those. I also had 
issues lasting when I first started having sex as well. Um, and it was one of the options that I tried. And it literally, all it did was make it so I couldn't feel anything and couldn't maintain an erection because it was essentially like I wasn't having sex. And yeah, that was always like, whenever I saw them, I was just like, I don't want that because I feel like if I lose sensation, I'm just not going to want to fuck because I'm gonna be like, what's happening? So yes. I don't know. Yeah, it's essentially so yeah, like we don't do that then. No, I, I would highly recommend staying away from numbing agents. Mm-hmm. You might work for you. Great. But I think uh, I've just I've never had a good experience with them. And I think they are because nine times out of ten, they also end up well, you know, somehow also getting a little bit on them. And all it takes mm-hmm. is a couple of thrusts. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, no one's feeling anything. And what the fuck mm-hmm. is the point? Alternatively, have a, a few drinks. Not, again, not too many drinks, but it'll make you last a little longer. Maybe. I mean, I, I think, like, again, I don't really think that lasting is the problem here. I think the problem is she's looking to get absolutely fucking railed. I yeah. mean, I guess, yes, yes lasting the is, is like, He doesn't want to rail her because if he does, yes. you know, he says he's going to finish. So I think it's a, a two-pronged approach, but I don't think you can really approach the second one until you fix the first one. True. But I, I like... I think the communication isn't there. You've been dating for two months. I don't know how open you are, but I think you need to be like, hey, when we have sex, this, uh, it, it feels really, really good for me. So it takes a little bit for me to sort of find a rhythm. I can't rail you or I can't pound you or I can't jackhammer you right out the gate because mm-hmm. I will not last. It just feels mm-hmm. too fucking good. And I think that will also like reduce expectations as well because if I understand her frustration of if you're not communicating why you're doing what you're doing and she starts feeling good and then all of a sudden you stop and you pull your dick out. Yeah. And she, right. Like it, it, like it would be so frustrating. I imagine for us as well, the number one thing like that any women say, any woman says is like, you, you know, it, it is about the, the rhythm. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's frustrating for women when they're like, Oh, this is really good. And then it changes. And like, that's all you're doing, apparently. So I can understand that it's frustrating. And obviously the communication isn't there. Like Dane said, if she's kind of dropping these shitty remarks about her ex, that's not good. Yeah, there's you will never get what you want sexually. And I can almost guarantee you this. If like saying just fuck me, like getting yes. frustrated is is not going to get you the result that you want. Yeah, nor is trying to make them feel shitty by talking about how good somebody else was compared to them. Yeah. You're only going to open up a bunch of anxiety insecurities. That's going to lead to even more problems. You're going to like being like, just fuck me is likely going to make him think of his, of your, you know, rabbit ex-boyfriend. And guess what? Now he's not hard anymore. and can't fuck you at all because he's so in his head about everything that's happening. So you really need to sit down and have an open and honest conversation with your partner and explain why what's happening is happening. And maybe you guys have to figure out a happy medium. And mm-hmm. if it is, as now said, if you need to get her off before you guys even have sex, if you have to go down on her or finger her or whatever to get her to come a couple times so that that sort of primal urge to be fucked is a little a little more quelled, do that. Mm-hmm. Take care of that. Get that out of the way. If you're even just not making her come, that definitely needs to be a thing you establish and get gone, like get going first. But also you can do stuff like there are slight workarounds. Like if she really wants to get fucked really hard, you know, you're not going to last really long. Then tease her, edge her effectively and get her till she's really close to coming and then jackhammer her while you make her come. 
Mm-hmm. Will that be exactly what she dreamed of? Maybe not, but is it going to be a very close approximation? Probably. And it'll be you reclaiming a little bit of your power. And like, if she's coming again, everyone's going to be happy. So I think that's worth exploring. You know, you could make it a little game. Just be like, hey, get her in position. Have her in doggy. Have your dick like waiting or have it in her and just don't move it. And like rub her clit and like hold her hair and tell her, I'm not going to move until you tell me you're about to come. And the, once she says that, jackhammer her. We skipped over it, but don't use the numbing lube, but use lots of lube. Because as we've talked about before, the pleasurable sensation of sex comes from friction. So the less friction you get from adding lube to the mix, you won't be as stimulated if you use a lot of lube, which hopefully will let you last a little longer. Yeah, but you need the communication. You need to get out of your head and you need to talk and try to make it work. All right. Well, this is similar. This is by Embarrassed Fig 7534. My girlfriend has never made me come. I love my girlfriend more than most things in my life. I met her two years ago and I'm still with her to this day. I love like, like, if <laughs> I don't know. You love her more than most things in your life. Okay. Yeah. Still words to say. It's like, these are all implied. But anyway, first in the relationship, we were just starting to do sexual things. It was not a big deal to me because I did not really expect of her to make me come. But as it went on, it was becoming regular for us to be doing things like that. The sessions were becoming longer and she would come every time. Whether it was me eating her out, fingering her, fuck her, you name it. Every single time she came and then that was it. But anyways, the cycle is repeating where she's giving me head or something for 30 minutes that turns into an hour, and I just simply do not come. She basically gets bored, and I don't blame her because, obviously, it's starting to become an issue because she apologizes to me every time she's finished and gets in this pissy mood like it's my fault. I'm not saying it's her fault. It could be mine. I don't know if I last super long or what. It's just never happened. P.S. I do not watch porn at all or masturbate much. Any advice? I was going to maybe question if you've got the old death grip and have desensitized yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that is, that is always an, an option or a potential, uh, issue on, on that front. Um, a couple things that I think of when people can't finish is there's a lack of a connection between you guys on a sexual attraction level. I'm not saying you don't find them sexually attractive. I'm not saying that you find them unattractive. I'm just saying that there's a disconnect because I find that anytime I have a hard time coming with someone consistently, and not just on a situation of like, I'm exhausted or it's really hot or whatever. Mm. You know, those those situations always come up. But if I'm sleeping with someone and every time I sleep with them over a long period of time, I can't come. I'm going to wonder, be like, hey, am I actually into this person? Like, yeah. it, what's what's the missing piece here? Because when I'm really into someone, I can like zero in and really focus and be like, yeah, this person's fucking hot and, and get there. Or um, what really helps me is. I, I get them to talk to me. Dirty talk is like the number one way to get me to finish. Um, and it's really easy because like, you know what you need to hear. And I will just ask someone to say it. And <laughs> they will usually happily oblige because it's fucking hot. Now, that's a good point because are you communicating what you need and want? Because it doesn't seem to say I've been telling her to do X, Y, or Z. Like, are you just sitting there and it's not really feeling good? And you're like, well, damn, it's her fault, I guess. Because like, we've talked about this from the other perspective where it's like, you're with a guy and he can't make you come, but you're not telling him what you want or guiding him or helping them. You're not aiding the situation. So it's like, in this case, you masturbate. You don't seem to have an issue coming then. So what's the difference? And well, I he says know, he doesn't, right? No, he just says he doesn't do it much. Okay. He says he doesn't watch porn, but he does masturbate, but not much. So that's one thing. It's like if you haven't communicated and you're just expecting her to know what you want, 
That's fucking step one right there. If it is that you're communicating and for some reason it's just not working, Dane brings up a great point. There's probably some kind of mental block. That could be insecurity. It could be nerves. It could be a lack of attraction. It could be some anything else. I would also say, look at what medications you're on. Mm-hmm. A lot of medications affect those things. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of like antidepressants for sure yep. have side effects that make it more difficult to even just experience arousal, let alone actual like climaxing. I would also like I would love to know if you know what you like as well. Right. Yeah. I think I, I never want to encourage people to turn to porn to educate themselves on white what might like get them going because mm-hmm. it's performative and it, an unrealistic standard to expect from a real sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. But maybe get on there and take a look around. Just just browse. Don't expect to be able to recreate it one for one. Like maybe you find out that, oh, I'm actually kind of into Dom stuff. I like to see rougher sex. And mm-hmm. if you guys are doing real vanilla missionary, uh, you know, one pace set a metronome to without any sort of like passion or or fire behind it. Mm-hmm. Maybe introduce some fun things. Maybe talk about like, you know, pinning arms down or having them say yet yeah, please and thank you for things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, introduce really small stuff. Some role play, some dirty talks, some costumes, like some different positions. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do. The thing about not watching porn and not masturbating much makes me wonder if it's like someone who's religious or has other kind of blocks with regard to sex in here. Yeah, or this like newfound thing of being like, I'm a heightened sexual being because I don't watch porn or because I don't mm. masturbate. Therefore, I am like the epitome of male virility. And it's like, well, I, not really. Like abstaining from watching porn can be a very healthy choice because we we can talk about the, the detriments of uh, too much porn con- consumption for sure. Mm-hmm. But also not being connected to who you are sexually can also be a detriment as well. Like if you don't know exactly how to make your cum, like if you can't make your cum or yourself cum quickly. If you can't make your cum. If you can't make your cum, I mean, that's also a health issue. That's yeah, it's, that's a different issue. But like if you if you can't get yourself going on a, on a pretty consistent basis, then there might be a lot going on that you just aren't in tune to mm-hmm. you as like a sexual entity. Also, like maybe try to shake it up by like masturbating together. If you can make yourself cum, maybe that will be like it will lower some kind of like barrier in your head. If you're doing sexual stuff like in proximity and it might be like a hot scenario together, I will say I really hope you are going out of your way to make your partner feel okay about this, because if it's not her fault and she's trying, that's it's a really shitty position to be in for her as well. So, you know, I would make make sure to really reassure her and let her know that's not her fault and that you're not blaming her, blah, 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 and that you find her attractive and all this, because it is a really tough thing to tough position to be in. And hey, like. Even if you don't come, getting a blowjob is getting a blowjob. Like, mm-hmm. if someone sucked my dick for 30 minutes, even if I don't come, I'm going to be like, hey, thank you. That was incredible. If it was incredible. And if it's not, then that's where the communication comes in. You talk about things that you might need. So once again, believe it or not, the answer is communicate with your partner. Try Wait, to what? figure out what, what these How things awful. are. And also take a second and communicate with yourself. Light yeah. some candles. Have a really, really romantic evening with yourself and see see what gets you going. Mm-hmm. And like, also look at other things that might affect 
this like exercise and smoking and you know various things like that can affect it so just kind of have a look at your diet and your health situation going on and if you're really concerned talk to your doctor yeah go to a doctor go to a sex therapist we live in a time a beautiful time where we have a lot of medical knowledge yeah now this one is i'm pretty sure not english as the first language but i think it's enough to to get the gist of it okay this is from cersei's verities how to react to the fact he broke up with me to be with his colleague from work My ex-boyfriend broke up with me, and I just learned that he's in a relationship with his colleague from work. And during our relationship, it created some jealous reactions for me because they were sending texts and being very close. He even made me feel bad about my reactions, which were justified. He does not know that I know. How should I react? I'm very angry, and I want him to feel bad about it. But maybe the best way is to act very calmly. What an asshole. Please help. Look, this sucks, but... Fuck it. You're done. Getting angry at him, getting into an argument with him, getting any kind of reaction out of him. It's never going to go like you hope. So move on with your life. Do good stuff for you. Block him. Don't think about him. And like, I know that's probably not what you want to hear, but like, that's what you got to do. Go join a gym. Go join a new club. Go out with your friends. Have a nice dinner. Like, take care of you and fuck it. It's like they've proven themselves to be not worthy. Okay, so this is the thing I like to do. If you break up with somebody and they do something like this, you shouldn't be upset. You should. Well, you should be because it sucks. But what I'm saying is they have given you the gift. And that is the gift of this is a good thing that happened to me. Because they have proven that they suck. So the fact that you guys are broken up is wonderful. The fact that he's a piece of shit is great. Because you're not dating him. And you could have been. You know, you were. If this hadn't happened, maybe you still would be. And you wouldn't know yet that he's a piece of shit. It's like a gift. That you're like, oh, cool. This is such a good position to be in because they suck. Everything is good because I'm not with them anymore. I can move on. Fuck that person. I do want to say... I think we're granted. I don't know the the parameters of the thing, but just being like friendly, like being close and texting doesn't necessarily mean this guy did anything wrong. Yes. Yeah, that too. And that's the right? thing. It's like that's even more reason not to have this blow up because like it's done. And that's the thing. It's like it's done. You're not going to get anything out of it, even not the things that you think you might get. And you don't even have proof. It's like he might not have been. It might have been your jealousy that drove him away and maybe things happen or not but also that's 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 how relationships work though like if i'm with someone and then i find like i find a better compatible partner mm-hmm. like unfortunately it does suck but it doesn't make him an asshole or a bad person or whatever to end a relationship to pursue another relationship with someone else no right like, it hurts for sure mm-hmm. it's a kick in the fucking teeth absolutely but like unless he cheated on you or unless he lied to you about something or treated you poorly or, you know, kept you on the back burner until something was uh, better came around. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a shitty thing to do to someone. But if it was just a matter of like, hey, we've run our course. I found this person that I have a real connection with and I want to pursue that now. It's mm-hmm. We need to get out of the, the mindset of like when someone breaks up with me, they're a bad person. Yes. Sorry. The reason why I kind of went down that path was because they very much seem to be hinting that they did do something wrong. And I guess a lot of that is probably just... People tend to think that when things exactly, go and, and I'm not trying to like put that on you. I just thought it was no, an interesting was, thing I that like kind of jump into it as well. I just like I, I I was thinking about it when I read the question. And I was just like, huh, because I kind of went down the same path too. And I was just like, but like we need to like sort of chill on breakouts or breakups a bit mm-hmm. because and, and normalize them as well. Because really, the two options are end a relationship when it's 
time for it to end or drive it into the fucking ground or cheat. <laughs> yeah. And of those three, two are way worse. And that's what I mean. Like, I, however you decide to like tank your relationship, whether you cheat on someone, whether you lie to them, whether you lead them on for ages, mm-hmm. whether you just like kind of let it fizzle to the point where people, everyone feels bad about it, you know, yeah, like miserable. The, yeah. Like those are, I, I, but like, just take a moment, be responsible for your feelings, be responsible for your relationship. And if you don't want to be with someone anymore, end it. And if someone ends it and if it's, if it's done genuinely and compassionately, like by all means, feel sad by all means, you know, be upset mm. about it. I'm not telling you to do that, but like, let's not, I want to normalize, not vilifying your exes. If the relationship ends respectfully. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And the thing is in this scenario, best case, nothing was going on and they just, either he liked her and broke up with you, which again, that's okay. Or he didn't like her in that way. You guys broke up and then he realized he did. Worst case, he was being a little shady, but he still broke up with you and then got with her as opposed to cheating on you for a long time. Maybe he did. Whatever. Either way, you going and yelling at him or sending him a snarky Facebook message or showing up at his work or like whatever. Like, I don't understand what the next step is here unless it's you move on. And the thing is, if they're a shitty person, that will probably hurt them more than your attention anyway. And if they're not a shitty person, then you're not being an asshole. And either way, you're building up yourself and you're moving forward and you're doing positive things. So it's it's a win-win. I like to remind myself frequently that in those situations, they're probably not even thinking about me. Mm-hmm. And that might sound harsh. That might sound like it would actually make things worse, but it gives you the freedom of being like, why am I wasting my time thinking about someone who's definitely not thinking about me, right? Like chances are this guy is not sitting at home being like, I hope she's really upset. No, he's, he's moved on. Right. So most likely you are maybe a fleeting thought. If he sees your name on his social media at some point in time and he's letting not lingering on it, most likely, Mm -hmm. or at the very least, just think, just think that, you know what I mean? Like just tell yourself he's not thinking of me. So why am I wasting my time thinking about him? Yeah. And I find that very, very liberating. Even if he is thinking about you, you not confronting him is going to hurt then more. It's There's everything points towards you moving on and moving forward. There are no downsides to it. You made a very good point of being like, it's not going to go the way you want it to. Like, no, not at all. Regardless of what you think might happen. like Because what's, what's the plan? You go and you scold him and you do a big dramatic speech and he's like, you're right. You're the one I wanted to be with. Do you really want to be with him again? Probably no. not. No, and he's not going to say that also. He's going to like crumple to the ground and like weep openly and be like, oh, I fucked up. I'm such a bad person. It's like, no, no, no. He's going like, to piss just a little, just enough that it's visible. And that's all the victory she needs. I'm Hey, that. OK, that I'll let you chase. That would be good. You can that chase that. Bliss. But like, again, just move forward. There is no, there's nothing to be gained here. There's nothing to be won. Also, you don't want to put like arrows in their quiver by them being like, hey, my ex is crazy. Like, just fuck it. Just move on. You can yep. build yourself up. It's done with. I love getting over exes. And by them, it's just like, fuck it. Move forward. Just go. You got to move forward. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Just don't dwell. Like, I'm I'm always baffled by people who are still hung up on their exes forever. It's like, why? Just order yourself a pizza. Listen to some Lizzo. Yeah. Have, Hang have some ice cream. Do, like, use your newfound time to do fun shit. And again, I'm not saying any of this is easy. 
I'm not saying you can't be hurt by what's happening or be upset by what's happening or find yourself thinking about a whole bunch, but it's like you try to move on and in doing so you eventually do. If you don't, and if you try to like keep crafting that perfect email that's going to make him piss just enough that it's visible, it's not going to happen. This is CJB29 boy. Girlfriend wants me to take her sister on canceled date. I scheduled a a really nice date, which involved pre-purchased tickets and is kind of intimate. My girlfriend suddenly feels ill and suggested I take her sister. Having only dated for a few months, I said no politely because I thought it'd be weird barely knowing her sister and I'd rather go with one of my good friends. She's insisting on going on that I go with her sister to get to know her, but I feel there are better ways to do that. I feel like it's perfectly acceptable to take my good friend instead of her sister, who I barely know, on a pricey and intimate outing. I don't really know what the acceptable approach is. Okay, you can't give me this question and not tell me what this expensive, intimate question or at night is also you didn't give us any information about this close friend is it a lady mm-hmm. right and not saying that you can't Even have then, close yeah. close friends but, it, but if it's like none of this makes any sense because if it's an intimate evening i wouldn't want to go with my partner's sister whoa. oh yes but you would want to go with me but like at, at the same time it's like how intimate is it if it can be interchangeably your partner your best friend or your partner's sister like, what, okay. what, what could this possibly be? <laughs> I'm going through the replies, and they're not very good, but they did say it's a best guy friend. Okay, that changes so, things for me. Because, like, I would understand the jealousy of being like, well, you made this really romantic date, and now you're going to take your, like, close lady friend that most people are going to be jealous of anyway. Yes, which I don't think makes it fair, but I think it at least gives the, like, a we realm understand. of, like, understanding. Yeah, yeah. I can see where she's coming from, and the pieces are starting to fall into place, you know? Yes. But no, it's best guy friend. Is he very hot? If I had bought tickets to a play or, you know, something that my partner loved, for example, you know, uh, tickets to see one of her favorite movies with, like, the Toronto Symphony Orchestra being played, and they can't go all of a sudden. Oh, yes, I would take you. Yay. Before I took their sibling. And not anything against siblings. But it's like, I know this is want to be a fun night and I don't want to have to be like on, you know, like I don't want to have to be in mode of like impressing you or making an impression or like any of that shit. I want to just go have a good time. 100%. And that's totally fair, especially after you've spent money and time and, you know, going to meet a partner's family, especially if you don't know them that well. Like I was with my partner for seven years. I don't think I ever hung out with any other family without them yeah that's the thing it's like even if they were like oh no take my friend it, it would still be weird i yeah. just like and like if this is an early moment in your relationship you know maybe you haven't really stated your case yet and maybe that's why it hasn't resolved because you don't know if you're being an asshole or not i think it's very fair to be like uh you know what i would love to get to know your sister i don't really think this is the way i'm gonna take my friend instead uh and you know if you guys want to we want to go get coffee with your sister or something we should do it when you're feeling better and if they're like no you have to take my sit then this is a good early time to find out that your partner kind of sucks yeah telling your partner and and it should go without saying for like all situations just being like hey this social situation makes me a little uncomfortable and I'd rather not do it by myself. Yeah. I don't think is an unfair thing, right? Like, or even if they were like, oh, hey, me and like 18 of my friends are going out. You're going to be the only person who's not in this friend group coming. You should come out with me. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unfair to be like, actually, that's a little overwhelming for me. 
it's I'm probably just going to sit in a corner somewhere and not talk because you guys mm-hmm. are all going to be talking about like inside jokes and shit that I don't know about people I don't know. So I'm yeah. just going to like, I'm just going to bounce out. You have fun. Have a great night. I'm excited to meet your friends, but in that specific situation, <laughs> a little much. Let your partner do that. Let your partner bow out of social situations. Obviously, there's a flip side of being like, if every time you're like, oh, you know, me and two of my friends are doing this, you should come and hang out. And you're like, and you're nope. like no. <laughs> yeah. If you never want to hang out with them or their friends, then like, yeah, okay, that might be a problem. But in, in certain social situations, I think we can all understand it being like, that's a bit much mm-hmm. and could be uncomfortable and understand why it would be. Yeah. And like, if they have a different option, because like this guy has the option of his friend in your scenario, the person might be like, oh, I could go to with you and your 18 friends and have a bad time. Or I could go to like the board game night that my friends are doing that same night. You should be like, oh, hell yeah. Have fun. Not like, no, fuck you enjoying yourself. Put yourself out for me. Like, no, let like be good to people. Yeah. Everyone's social prowess is different mm-hmm. in different situations, right? Like. I'm sure there are some people out there who are like, hell yeah, I want to meet your family. I want to like be one of the gang. I want to like be part of that crew. I want to be so ingrained in your family that like I am just another one of the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people out there who are like that. But for I feel like most people, I would be like, hey, I don't want to hang out with your family by myself when we're this new. That's weird. Yeah. At the end of the show, before we say goodbye to your sweet, sweet faces, we like to hop on to online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and comb through the profile, see what works, see what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. All right, we're going to start off with River. About me. Does not have sex with farm animals. Nice. Hey, to be that's that's a big one for me. That is a real big deal breaker for me. If you're having sex with farm animals... I don't want you. So it's good that I know for a fact that this person doesn't. Mm, do you do you know this for a fact? Because they said know. it. I feel yeah. like, you know, the fact that you feel like you need to say it means that either you think everybody else is or you don't yep. protest too much. Or you have strong animal fucker energy that everyone just assumes that yeah. you do. Okay, that's also weird. Yeah, I I went by a tattoo place once when I was traveling. I had a giant sign on the window that said, we use clean needles. And I was like, hmm, why do you need to say that? Yeah, you shouldn't have to say that. It's like shouldn't saying, it? like, we don't serve poison at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like, yeah. thanks. So I don't know, man. It's not It's not a good one for me. I mean, I don't think it's a good one for anyone, except perhaps if you are a farm animal looking to date a human. No, because I guess you'd want to be fucked by them. Yeah, but it's, they it's might. profile for everyone. It's yeah, just a two. It's a two. Wow. Just because I know there's probably ones out there. Okay, that's fair. I'll give it a one. I'll give them zeros. This is this is a trend that we've been seeing a lot of. Oh, are they a car? They're not. What? Are they a car? A car? 2000s model, barely used, low oh. mileage. No, you no, know no. What I'm talking about? I had no idea what you're talking. About. I was like, "Are we seeing lots of cars?" This is Elise. I'm a busy mama of three amazing kiddos. Heart, heart, heart. That it? Yes. Man, it sucks that you're reducing yourself to nothing. But I am a mom, and like I kind of understand of being like, "Look, this is going to be a deal breaker for a lot of people, so I'm just mm. going to put it there." And you know what I mean? Like, let's let's cast the net and have it very difficult like entrance fee of being like, you know, if you're cool with this, then we can get into, but like, you're right. I would like to see by all means mention it, but surely there's more to you than this. Yes. That's the thing. It's like, 
I think it's a great thing to mention. If you were like busy, busy mom with three amazing kids, I like X, Y, and Z. Great. Boom. There we go. That's a profile. If you're just like, I'm a busy mom with kids, it's like, okay. And that it? That's all you got? I don't think that's a selling point. I don't think it's not a selling point either. I think someone who is into someone with kids isn't going to care. You know what I mean? But like the selling point is what you're into and who you are and your personality and your likes and you know, where are they? So I don't know. It's like a three. I'm giving it a three as well because yes, I would like people to stop boiling themselves down to just a really like mundane part. Like, well, like what if I was like, I doesn't have kids. Yes. Nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. That's literally nothing. Give yourself more credit. You're more interesting than whether or not you've had kids. This person is nameless, uh, but they do work at girl boss or are a girl boss as their job about me. Not your football wife needs being taken out to eat. To have a personal photographer going to Italy. Wants. Big man. Any race except British. Listen to me, but also <laughs> tell hey, me what to do. Same. <laughs> Film, art, music bros. Give me your money in exchange for love. Must have at least one sister. Must be over 5'10". I'm 5'9". No natural blondes, please. So much to offer once I let you in. But you got to guess the secret password. I, do you have a lot to offer? Because it seems like you're just wanting a lot of things. That isn't, I haven't heard a single thing that you have to offer. Well, they're offering that they can be taken to Italy by you for you yeah. to take photos of them. Mm-hmm. And for them, to, they're offering to take your money. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. offering to get, get really irrationally angry at all your friends who are natural blondes. <laughs> and hey, if there's one British motherfucker who's blonde... Oh. Ugh, some poor, some poor blonde British five six dude. Oh just man, getting, oh, he's getting thrown up the P- Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, she's fucking running him over in a Vespa. Yeah, it's it's just bad. It is really bad. Um, I'm giving that a one. I'm gonna give that. Uh, I feel like it's maybe better than not fucking farm animals. Maybe not. No, yeah, I give it a one. Uh, this is Ruthie, chatty artist, vegetarian, animal lover. TV connoisseur, pop culture fan, silly goose, philosophy and politics enthusiast, extremely amateur quantum physics dabbler, sky gazer. I love the snow as much as I love the sun, but prefer a pool to a beach. Ever since I was a little girl, I dreamed of meeting Conan O'Brien. I did that and blew it. So now I need to make it happen again. 510 can't dunk yet. I love it. This is great. This is so much. It's that fucking simple. It is. I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. It has so much personality. It's like, I want to know, how'd you blow it? How'd you blow the, the situation? Can't dunk yet. You're funny. You're positive. You're cute. Everything's great. Yep. And like, again, there's nothing groundbreaking here. They listed some things they like, and they were kind of funny and had a personality. That's it. Yeah. It, it, like, it's so simple to have a fun profile. You don't need to like reinvent anything. Just just give us a taste of you. You know, just let us know what you're what you're about. Yeah. Love it. Uh, This is blank about me. I don't need you, nor do I want you. I want you in my bed, then immediately out of it. Five, five dog and a cat, heavy smoker, tree emoji, weird humor. Jim is not life, but will always say yes to picking up heavy things. That said, fuck Bulgarians using you to get over my ex. We'll slander him occasionally. Don't fall in love with me. I literally do not have the ingredients for that right now. However, no one really likes getting nude for a bunch of strangers. So open to friends with benefits. I wrote this absolutely baked. 
man, I'm on a wild ride there. Like, I, like I kind of enjoyed the energy every now and then, but then I didn't like the energy. And then I was like, I was like kind of all the play. Like, I like someone who owns their sexuality of just being like, look, I'm here to fuck. Yeah, great. Great. But love that for and- you. But then, then you hit me with the like hating Bulgarians for some reason. <laughs> and then uh, talking about slandering your ex. And like, it, it just so like you seem like you would be more trouble than you're worth. Oh, and that, for sure. that's you a real miserable. shitty thing to feel about someone. You seem absolutely miserable. Also, like, I, no one really likes getting nude for a bunch of strangers, so open to friends with benefits. What? Yeah, I don't know what that means. I it assume it's just like, like, I don't want to fuck, like, a bunch of people. I'd rather have one person to keep fucking. Like, which is fine. What a, what a I pleasant. like that energy. Yeah, but, like, the worst way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I love getting nude for a bunch of strangers, so you are you are wrong. Um, I'm going to give this a, a one as well. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a one. And I'm sorry, Bulgaria. I didn't mean to bring you into this. I know a very lovely Bulgarian woman who I miss dearly. I will say I've never met a Bulgarian person who wasn't lovely. Yeah. So notice how we're not saying this about England. <laughs> unlike the British. Unlike yeah. the British. Um, this is another Ruth. Ruth Paolo. I love meeting new people in places. Well, okay. Very smiling and adventurous. Oh, okay. I don't like casual encounters. Let's not waste our time. I will not accept my love language is quality time and attention. I love giving love and receiving it in the same way. Mexican, exchange languages and experiences. I kind of missed a little bit at the start because I got onto this new profile and it's fucking wild. Uh, but it seems like fine. Good good on the side of bland. Yeah, I'm giving it like a five. seven. No, sure. You don't have to agree. No, I didn't agree. I was just disappointed in you. <laughs> Story of my life. This is also blank. 22. Read my bio before you swipe right. If your bitch ass think we are fucking on the first link, I will cuss you out and stab you with a real knife, you fucking rapist. No hesitation, I'll stab you if you try. Don't get mad because I say I'm crazy. Bipolar, OCD, BPD, depression, anxiety. Pretty bitch with an attitude, heavily on that. Smoking princess, don't ask for a match. Don't ask for my fucking number if you're going to late reply because I will automatically block you. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, this is just a hard one. Hard zero, actually. I think it's a zero, yeah. Yeah. It, the worst, just the worst vibes. Yeah. Who's looking, like, I, again, like, I wish I could get the, like, cascading down of people who are like, absolutely, this is what I want in my life. Yeah. I want someone who's literally telling me they're going to stab me. That's the thing. I actually do want to know who's interested in this, because, like, some of the ones we've talked about are, like, you could understand where someone wants them if they also share shitty views. Yeah. If you're a fucking racist and someone has a racist profile, I assume a racist person can be like, hell yeah! Whereas with this, it's like, do you just want to die? Yeah. Like, I, I, it'd be so hard to be like, oh, wow, I really like that she seems to be very aggressive. Yeah. Seems like this is gonna be a fight for my life, quite literally, every second we're together. Yeah. Yeah. Big zero. Big zero energy. That's going to do it for us, friends. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Again, if you came to our show, thank you very much for supporting us. We're going to be doing it for the next two months as well. So if you missed it and you want to come check it out, we will have more details about our coming shows soon. Uh Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And hey, that's at least two months. We might even do more. But that is dependent on the support of all y'all. So if you're able to come. That'll be fucking awesome. And we love you all. And if you want to support us but can't make it to Toronto to our live show, we do have a Patreon that you can hop onto and do just that. Patreon.com forward slash F buddies, I believe. Yes, it is. Yep. 
or you can go to fbuddiespodcast.com and uh, hit the Patreon button there to be taken there. You can also send us a question. We haven't mentioned it in a while. We do accept questions. So head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com, support the show with Patreon, or support the show by asking us a question or sharing it with a friend or a five-star review. There's lots of ways you can show us love. Yeah. And we appreciate each and every one of them. Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. And are you ready for some bad writing of the sex variety? Absolutely. Now tell me if I've done this one. This was a Twitter, a tweet, a Facebook post. I don't know. It's a post by a guy. Do women actually orgasm? There's no conclusive physiological evidence of it. Men are very clear, obvious, but women not so much. One thing is clear. Women are taught that they are supposed to orgasm. Perhaps this is an unreasonable myth. That would help explain why so many women are sexually unsatisfied. Perhaps because they are expecting some defining moment like men have. Maybe a woman's sexual experience is just totally different from a man's. I will study the issue further. How, like, (laughs) just embarrassingly heartbreaking to think that you could go on a public forum and act so fucking like, hmm, hmm, and be so fucking wrong. Oh, he was like, the replies are fucking gold. I should have screenshot them, but everyone was just like, just ripping it out of them. It was so good. It's just so good. There's just no evidence of women coming. Damn. Yeah. I'm wondering, hey, that must be why they're so unsatisfied, because it just doesn't exist. It's like, really, dude? That's your takeaway? That's what you went with? I wonder why he's never seen one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. It's strong Ben Shapiro energy of just being like, well, I've never seen it, so. (laughs) Thank you very much, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Miles Bang. And we've been your fuck buddies. 